Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Well, happy Thanksgiving Monday, y'all, if you are Canadian, because our Thanksgiving is sooner in the year than yours, Americans. Um, my husband is very sweet. He's American. He's like, what's the Canadian Thanksgiving like? I'm like, you know what? It's exactly like American Thanksgiving, just on a different day. Although Americans, you guys have Black Friday or something. You have like your biggest shopping day after. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm a little brain dead, actually, because I just finished the women's 12-step retreat at Manresa Jesuit Spiritual Center in Pickering, Ontario. I was called in for a last-minute substitution for a captain that fell ill. So it was a great retreat. I wanted to share some of the notes from the retreat. And the retreat is basically a facilitator that comes in and goes through, from their perspective and their learnings, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous from Friday evening till Sunday afternoon. And in that weekend, there's also a chance to do Stations of the Cross. Everything is um, voluntary. You can do Mass. You can do Confession. You can do Spiritual Direction. We have an AA meeting at the on the Saturday night for the women's. It's a pajama AA meeting with three speakers. That was absolutely phenomenal. Um, if you're interested in any of those retreats, they're seven year for men, four for women. They are still doing them during COVID. However, it's a reduced capacity and there are many protocols and measures in order to maintain um, safety and the government standards when it comes to enforcing COVID-19 protocols. Just Google Manresa Pickering or Manresa Canada and you'll see it come up. I think it's manresa.gc.ca or something like that. Anyways, okay, so this is some of the stuff that I wrote down from the weekend that the facilitator talked about. So when it came to, he did steps two and three together, um, and he talked about, and this was a Catholic priest, and Manresa is very respectful of the fact that the 12-step program is a spiritual program and not a religious one. So even though a priest will lead it, the priest is always a 12-stepper. <clears throat> All of the facilitators are in recovery. And so it's not geared towards religion per se. So he talked about God being a complex being that we will never fully understand. And once we do, quote unquote, understand God or get it or feel like we have it down pat, it ceases to become God because a higher power is something that we should never fully comprehend. It's it's a, a matter of a spiritual experience and spiritual experiences are felt by spirit. And to put spirit into words is pretty impossible. I mean, talk to people who have near-death experiences. I sort of had one. Um, you cannot put it into words because it defies human logic. It defies human intellect. It defies our humanly created words to ex to express a divine experience. So he also talked about how God is imageless. God is genderless. God is not relegated to male or female. Even if you look in the Bible, 
um, the original words for God in both Hebrew and Greek don't have a gender. That's a very sort of Western concept. God in the Bible, for example, is referred to in many different ways as a mother, as a shepherd, as a cloud. Um, so getting rid, this is so important when we get into recovery, getting rid of or letting go of misguided beliefs or preconceived notions about pretty much everything. It's why the how of recovery is so important. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, H-O-W. We have to be willing to let go of our old scripts, our misguided beliefs, because if we don't, then we'll never fully get recovered. Because recovery is about as the big book talks about, a personality change sufficient to be to bring about recovery. So shelving or checking the traditional images of God, um, and he specifically pointed out how God as father is not a helpful concept to those who've been abused by their fathers. So looking at if you bring baggage around God or your higher power into recovery, being able to shelve it and form an entirely new concept <clears throat> and believe, what if God is for you? What if God is good? What if God is guiding you? What if God loves you unconditionally, which are all true, by the way? That is what we have to remember if we're stumbling on steps two and three. And he also talked about people saying um, they're stuck at step two. And in his opinion, it's like, you're not stuck at step two. You stopped at step two. Because step two requires you to shelve those beliefs. And step three requires you to have that faith, which is not a feeling, it's a decision, to have that faith to go forward and do the rest of the steps. And you'll often hear, which confused me for years, step three means making a commitment to do the rest of the steps. Why we say that, and I hope I articulate this properly, is if we turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him, then that means we will naturally do the next steps that come after, which is 4 to 12, because we have this faith and we want to do something different and we want to get better, and the steps are the roadmap to that. He also read page 417 in the big book, which is that reading about acceptance, and so he applied that to the 11th and 12th steps. So he talked about the 11th step is seeking God's world as it is versus how I want it to be. And the 11th step is sought through prayer and meditation to, <laughs> I always get stuck when I have to remember off the top of my head, sought with through prayer and meditation to basically keep our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So God only knows our world. We don't know our world. We know what our perception of it is. We know how our trauma and our suffering skews our vision of it. So step 11 is really seeking to understand God's vision of our lives and this world from his, and my God is a Christian God, um, his perspective rather than my perspective. I also wrote down, life is always in flux. I have to keep growing or and changing or what's the point? The steps keep us growing and moving forward. If we apply the steps to our lives, that's what we do. We grow and move forward because the steps are an action program. It's not a thinking program. It requires us to be consciously involved with our higher power in our recovery in order to move forward. 
because nothing is consistent or constant in life other than change. And if we don't keep up with the change, it will kill us. Our resistance will kill us because life naturally wants us to move along. Therefore, we cannot stand still and we cannot keep stuck. And even if you don't have, quote unquote, an addiction, which we all do, we all go towards something in order to deal with our suffering, our feelings, our thoughts. It's a scary world. So even if you find yourself listening to this podcast and you're like, well, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm not a drug addict, try to bring to mind the things that you do. Maybe you don't shower and binge watch RuPaul's Drag Race. No, I'm not talking about myself for 12 hours straight. I don't do that when I'm in a healthy place. I do that when I'm in a tough place. And that's okay. But the core of addiction is doing something that harms you or others consistently over time despite those consequences you're suffering. It is a self-harming behavior. It is a world-harming behavior because our actions, we don't live in a bubble. Our actions affect other people. It's often why addiction is called a family issue, because it does. Our actions do affect others. In the height of my alcoholism, I was like, well, I'm not hurting anyone but myself. But I was because I couldn't have relationships with people. Alcohol was king in my life. Um it shut me down. It made me exaggerate feelings and thoughts and beliefs. It made me selfish. I just wanted to be on my own and drink. No one ever had my full heart or my full attention because I was always secretly suffering from a hangover or obsessing over when I could drink again. Um, and at the very end, driving drunk, uh, doing things I wouldn't do, watching things I shouldn't watch, talking to people I shouldn't be talking to. So that is not living life open and free and in touch with the light and the truth. And I believe that the 12 steps are an amazing, amazing roadmap for doing better in life, period. And at the end of the day, our addiction is an addiction because it's not about the booze or the drugs. It's about the escape or the behaviors. It's about the escape. So that's why people in recovery can sponsor people with other substance abuse or behavioral abuse problems because we have to focus on the solution, not the problem. I had a um, sponsor years ago. She was an Olympic athlete, and uh, she was a heroin addict. And I remember calling an old-timer friend of mine, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, can you give me any advice? Because his recovery was from hard drugs. And he said, you don't need to know what it's like to inject heroin, but you do know what it's like to be an addict and to seek out whatever your um, addiction was in order to free yourself. Like you do know what it's like to feel helpless and out of control and things aren't going to get better. And so you need to focus on the solution, not the problem. It's when we focus on the solution that the problems, the specificity of our problems don't matter. It's why I also think there's so much division in this world because we start to divide based on race and then gender and then sexuality and then socioeconomic status and then religion. And then it's like, no wonder we all feel so alone because we're not looking at each other saying, you're a human being. And yes, you have very unique struggles due to your race, your background, your socioeconomic status, your gender, your sexuality, your religious beliefs. But human to human, you suffer, I suffer, and we have to come together in the solution, which is love and compassion and acceptance and serving each other people. So this terminal uniqueness of this society breaks us off into factions that don't matter. 
They don't matter. What matters is we serve each other in love all the time. And we will fuck it up, but we can always go back to serving each other all the time. And the 12 steps do that with us. We take account of our inventory. We make amends to our fellow man. And then the end of the steps is making sure we serve others, making sure we help others. Often in recovery, after our quote unquote better, now it's our responsibility to keep going to meetings, to bring up the nexts behind us. As women, as men, taking our collective wisdom and saying, okay, you're next in line. I'm going to train you. I'm going to take you alongside me. And then you're going to do that for the next generation and the next generation. That's how AA keeps living because without step 12, the fellowship dies. And the crazy thing about service is I do service for you and it ends up being your service to me and allowing me to do that makes me better. It's like this beautiful lemon skate. It's the infinity symbol. Like where my service to you ends and your service to me begins, you can't really tell. It just blurs together. One of the best gifts in my life is my sponsee, uh, Bianca, because she's a sponsee and she's a mentee and she's a, a sister in Christ. And her service to me has surpassed my service to her. Uh, she was there this weekend at the retreat. She helped me lead it. I've never had a co-captain in a retreat. And she took over. And it's just like when you see something in someone else that you know is there that they may not necessarily know is there, whether it be the ability to love others or to be vulnerable or to be in leadership um, or to be kind, like foster that in another person. I saw stuff in her and I continue to see stuff in her that she doesn't know is there or she doubts. And I'm like, no, she's amazing. I love her. She's a major bright spot, bright spot in my life. So I encourage everyone, you know, if you're in a position to be a leader to someone or a support, do it. If you're in a position to sponsor, pray to God to bring you someone to sponsor. And I'll also tell you, a lot of the um, the difficulties in sponsoring someone often turn out to be the best gifts. So uh, go to a retreat if you can. There are 12-step retreats all over the place. God, do they ever feed your recovery. And um, that's all I got. Thank you for listening. I hope you uh, are well today. I hope whatever fears and burdens and sufferings that you hold that no one knows about, that you know that God knows about them. And a tear is a prayer. A lament is a prayer. Send up your prayers. You never know what blessings are going to come because of it. And if you need prayer, you can always email me um, at twosoberchicks at gmail.com. I love to pray for people. It's a privilege. Um, and I will never say no. So thank you. Happy Thanksgiving Monday to the Canadians and to the Americans. I know when your Thanksgiving is and I'll give you a happy Thanksgiving. Wherever you are in this world, whatever you're celebrating today, whatever your culture is holding up as a sacred day in the calendar, I wish a happy day for you and one full of gratitude. 